Cast. What's going on, everybody? Let's go ahead and jump into it. You got to give a lot just to get what you need sometimes, y'all. Give me the bridge now. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? Welcome to another great episode of Ray Leonard and Prince Daniels Jr. Podcast. Today, we got a special guest for you. If you don't know who he is, you, you need to know who he is. You got to get to know who he is. Why? Because the man is a philanthropist. He's a cop. He's working with the youth. He's a celebrity. He's an influencer. He's a food connoisseur. He's doing major things in the world. He has a nonprofit. And, man, he has this astronomical Astronomical. Let me say that again. I know mm, that's probably not right. the word to use. He's out here using SAT words today. <laughs> <laughs> he is he is in a whole nother stratosphere, man. And and look, this guy is incredible and amazing. If you don't know who he is, you may be following him on social media, but if you don't know who he is today, you will know it today. All right. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this conversation because I want to make sure that I can extract as much information. Me and Ray can extract as much information out of him uh, to get him to tell his story. Without further ado, we're bringing on Arius George. Trick shot cop. Trick shot cop. Trick shot cop. Follow him on Instagram. Arius, how you doing today, bro? Good. How y'all doing? Man. Fantastic, fantastic, brother. I, I was just watching your Instagram and seeing all the shots and stuff that you that you that you take and make. Yeah. So I got a question just off top. Like yeah. what where did that come from? Were you a hooper when you were young? Like where'd you grow up at? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I grew up in Pomona, California. Um P Town in the house, man. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Especially the background, man. You already know Sugar Shane. <laughs> yes. I used, I used to hoop with that dude, man. We used to hoop at the gym, man. man. He was he was my client for a long time and one of my best friends to this day. So Oh, that's dope. Yeah. That's real dope. Um, yeah, just grew up hooping. You know what I mean? Just, you know, all day, every day. You know, just you know, grew up playing basketball. My dad, he he played basketball, so um, had, I have four brothers, five of us. So we all just grew up playing basketball, you know, backyard battles, all those things, you know. So uh, it, it, it started when we were young, you know what I mean? Just, just the love of playing basketball, team sports. Um, we were able to get out the house, you know what I mean? It, it just <laughs> – first and foremost, like, if we were to go play basketball, they let us go outside, you know. It's like, I'm going to go play basketball, you know. Kept, definitely kept, kept us all out of trouble too. Yeah, you good. That's that's when the family comes in. The family's like, "Look, you can go outside or you can stay in here and do chores." Well, well I'm gonna go outside and, and, and do something, right? <laughs> so that's funny. Tell me about your family. How do you, you have brothers or sisters? Uh, you know, it's, what was have, like your upbringing like? Yeah, uh, four four brothers. Uh, you know, grew up both of my parents, and it's just it was just a bunch of us. You know, just just that house. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> uh. They let's just say they had to hide the food for dinner because I was about to say. before. Oh my gosh, we would get in trouble because you know we we'd get home from uh school and now we're you know we're we finished homework out there playing for a couple hours and you know mom didn't start dinner yet. We're like, she we're hungry. We just go in the fridge and we just like, oh, this this was good. We're just grabbing stuff. Next thing you know, mom gets home, she's like <laughs> Where's all you know? Just yelling like, "Where's all the stuff?" I'm gonna make dinner. We're like, "Oh my bad, 
You know what I mean? So Larry just do not, you know, like, hey, do not eat this. This is for dinner. You know, we would just go crazy on the food. So it was fun. Mm. It was a lot of fun, though. Man, that's awesome, man. So, you know, you know, I can only imagine five boys, you know, just eating, eating up the food. There's no food left. You know, yeah. your mom come home shouting. What was your dad like? What what what, what was his present like in, uh, in the house? Pops, you know, pops was no joke. You know, mm-hmm. he, he I mean, with five boys, you understand how he have to be. You know, yeah, just have have to have to lay it down. Something yeah. going wrong, man. He had to set the record straight real quick. You know, so you know, we, we definitely we all had our fair share of uh of butt whoopings. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> I can only imagine. They, they, they don't even say that no more. You can't eat dick to have a book oh, yeah. no without getting yeah. in trouble, right? Seriously. That, that's old Seriously. school. It is because, but I, I mean, it, it definitely, we we all had that, you know, that healthy fear uh, in the back of our mind before we did something. Because, I mean, we, the, the amount of things, I mean, you can imagine five boys in the house. Just if it was, if it was something mischievous, but if it was funny, we were doing it, you know, and I, that was something that. Yeah, that's just us. Like just growing up, I think that, that helped develop my personality. You know, just always laughing and just being goofy and just being myself. And I think it just to this day, like just like you said, like doing like just certain videos when I do content. If it's funny, I'm gonna do it, and that's just me. It's, it, I don't, you know, I never stray outside the box and say, "Oh, let me try this." Like, no, anything that I do is genuinely who I am as a person. And you know, if it's gonna put a smile on my face and. You know, other people say, man, my kids love watching your videos and things like that. I'm like, OK, cool. You know, that that's it. if I put a smile on your face, then mission accomplished. Seriously. So what was the age difference between you and your brothers? Because I, I'm a, I'm 11 years older than my brother. So oh, we wow. didn't have that, that same kind of relationship. I became more like the, the, the dad figure, big brother space, you know, because I was so much older than him. But yeah. uh, my boys are three years apart. And mm-hmm. my, uh, my, my daughter is, is one year, 14 months apart from my youngest son. So mm-hmm. they have a whole different relationship that I saw from them growing up from what I had with my brother. Right. Um, so it's me and my brother were like a year, a year and eight months apart, my older brother. And then there was a five year, like a four and a half, five year gap bef- between the uh, the next two. But then it was like back to back to back with those three. So, you know, we're, we're all, you know, all fairly within the same age range. We can all relate to things. And, you know, we, we were all still in this. We were all still in the house, you know, while they, everybody was growing up pretty much. So we all were able to, like I said, there was a house full of five five boys and we were all you know old enough to get into some trouble you know what i mean <laughs> it was like your, your dad was like joe jackson and y'all was a jackson oh, five. oh my gosh yes you're not lying michael crazy. where you get that candy from <laughs> how, much you sell, how much you buy for five cents how much you gonna sell it for right <laughs> Hey, we 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 definitely under we we definitely had to you know learn you know the hustle and the grind because you know with five boys you know my dad he you know always grew up saw him working you know multiple jobs you know side jobs and we would he would take us with them so definitely learned you know a a good work ethic as well you know to you know if if nobody's gonna give it to us that's pretty much what it was you know I remember my dad I said hey dad hey I graduated high school do I get a car. He said, boy, you better go buy a car yourself. What you talking about? I was like, oh, my bad. I thought that was just the norm. I had no idea. <laughs> I thought that's what parents do. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And when it when I found, you know, it was a rude awakening, but it really gave the mindset of, OK, cool. You know, 
you let me know right away. You know, I don't have this false, you know, idea of what's supposed to happen. If you want it, go get it. And it's up to you to go get it. So I said, all right, cool. Let's, all right, it's up to me, you know, and I just, you know, decided to, you know, just get out there and just work and make things happen. So that's what was going on with me. So when you have that many people in your family, you know, you have a, a father that's pushing you, a mother that's supporting you, and you have four of the brothers that, you know, you guys are competing to figure out where's your space in the world. What was that like and how did you guys push each other and what was the, like the battles like as, as you grew up? Oh, man, the battles were they were intense just because, um, you know, it was it was me and my older brother for a little bit. And then, like I said, when the uh, when the uh, final three, you know, they were, you know, introduced into the into the mix. Now there's, you know, for it was just me and my brother. We we're always just doing things together. Now, all of a sudden, now we have three younger brothers and now we're like, OK. We're, we're a little a little bit older, but not too old. We're now they're messing with us. You know what I mean? So, you know, they, my, you know, my parents, they got them into, you know, baseball, Little League and things like that. And we were, you know, playing basketball. And I think they started playing basketball because they saw us play basketball, you know. But, you know, th- we definitely had battles. I mean, especially during the summertime, everybody's home. Nobody's at school. And the summers were the, oh, my gosh, those are the those are the crazy times. Because, I mean, I, I can re- recall one summer, me and uh, my younger brother right below me, we fought every single day for, through, you know, during the summertime, you know, but it was, it was kind of like that healthy fighting. He's, you know, he's like, okay, I'm getting older. You know, let me, let me start testing you, you know? And I mean, just nonstop, just competition. We out there, you know, playing, you know, just playing games, just we'll go to the park. We're just, it's five of us. People are like, man, that's a lot of kids, a lot of boys and everybody's already tall. You know, I'm six, three and I'm the shortest one. So, you know, you, you can imagine you got everybody just over there walking. We walk around. People really notice us. Y'all had your whole scoop, hoop squad already set when y'all oh. walked in. <laughs> I, I, there, there was a couple of times where we walked into the gym and we to go play basketball. And we already had our five. Like we like and people like, man, who are y'all? Where y'all play for? Like now we all brothers, you know, they're like, oh, shoot, we're in trouble, you know. And, and all of us, you know, all of us could, you know, every single one of us had, you know, could play. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like, okay, well, what, you know, I don't play basketball. Like, even like my youngest brother, I didn't even realize he played basketball. He started hooping. I was like, oh, you got a little jumper on you. You know what I mean? Said he's six, seven. So, um, you know, we, it was, it was definitely a sight to see when we all got on the court. Uh, wow. This height, man. Like, so was your, your father tall? Was your mother tall? Were your parents tall? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Y'all yeah. Drink yeah. Y'all milk? Well, we definitely drank all the milk in the house. I'll tell you that right now. There wasn't nothing left. Uh, yeah, so me and my dad were about the same height, and then my mom's 5'11", so definitely, you know, height ran in the family. So we just, you know, and then all that food, like I said, that food did not last in the house at all. We were eating everything. Now, now, now we're talking about food. Now, I know that you're a food connoisseur. Uh, I see you on on social media, and you are smushing things together, whether it's Pringle chips, whether it's burgers, whether it's pizza. You get, you get your hands on it. You know, as you're telling your story, it reminds me of your childhood. I can I can possibly see how, you know, you both, I mean, all your brothers and yourself were ravished over, you know, food. And we, I, that's mine. That's mine. And I got to yeah. eat it. Got to take a big bite of it, man. So, uh, you know, tell me, how did you get into this this food eating 
contest where <laughs> you know, you smash together. You you record yourself eating food, and it sounds funny. And you know what? It's like a it's like a a non healthy uh, uh, attention grabber. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Ooh, did that food just make a snap crackle and pop? <laughs> so tell me, how'd you get into that, man? <laughs> um. I think that uh, I remember I saw I saw a video one day and I guess it started with the donuts um, for me. You know, obviously, I, I really played into the stereotype of this is funny to me. You know, everybody talk about cops love donuts, you know, and I'm like, shoot, I've been loving donuts before I was a cop. I've, you know, I've been eating donuts. I, was, I think I remember my first donut. I was like five years old and my dad took me to the donut shop and said, here, and I, I got to go bite, and I was like, what is this? Like, what did you do, you know? From five years old, it was it was over, it was a wrap. And, uh, you know, so, and funny story, when I was 19, I won a donut eating contest, and I won a year's supply of donuts. So, and when I mean a year's supply of donuts, it's two dozen donuts a week for a whole year. So, I, I want to say I ate between 900 donut, 900 to a thousand donuts that year. Like no lie. And uh, <laughs> that's crazy. So you talk, you talk about playing into the stereotype of the cops love and eat donuts. You win a donut eating contest. That is insane. I want, yeah. I want to know, I, I see how you like love donuts, but how'd you become a cop? Cause I like those two things got to go <laughs> in tandem. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? Um, the way I just, I guess we could just, you know, start from the beginning. Um, I used to do real estate before. So like, just like I said, just growing up when I was, uh, you know, just you, I got to get it on my own. You know what I mean? So I was always just trying to figure out, always had that, that mentality of, you know, not just going to work and, you know, just, you know, collecting my check and then going home. Like, okay, what else can I do on the side? Just, you know, always trying to find a little side hustles and things like that, you know, selling shoes or whatever the case is, um, end up meeting, well, a guy I knew, he actually mentored me and he got me into real estate. He was in real estate. He said, hey, you know, if you want to do something that, you know, is potentially life changing, you know, I'll show you the ropes. And I was like, all right, cool. So I ended up getting into real estate. And um, <clears throat> in 08, you know, obviously, the you know, the uh, recession hit big time, mortgage collapse. And throughout that time, there were some, you know, uh, had some business partners and they were doing some, you know, fraudulent activity. And for me, I'm like, I'll tell you what, I grew up, I did not want to be in trouble. I, you know, I, I used to do stuff and, but just like I said, growing up, man, I got my butt whipped enough to know like, Hey, I, I don't want that. You know, and that, you know, those values just were instilled inside me and I didn't want to, you know, like, Oh, this, this ain't a butt whooping right here. This is serious. Like I ain't getting no butt whooping. I'm a grown man now. So let me uh, figure this out. So I just really had to step away from the entire situation um, you know, take my losses. You know, I'm like, you know what? It's going to hurt. I got to figure it out. But I'd rather go through this uh, situation than being, you know, the other route. And the other route is being in prison, which unfortunately they ended up in that situation, you know. So, you know, I knew right away. So long story short, after that, I just, you know, looked into law enforcement because it was a good um, it was a good career. You know, something that's stable you know, has very good benefits, good pay. And um, one of my buddies, I found out he was, which I had no idea. And I was like, oh, shoot, well, if you can do it, then I can do it, you know? So I joined, but when I when I did join, um, 
I think that all the, you know, upbringing that I had, you know, just being outside in community, you know, just learning things in the streets, I really was able to apply those things into how I conducted myself as a police officer, you know, being able to relate to people when I talk to them in the streets, you know, not, not just jumping on them or anything like that. I'm like the laid back approach, like, Hey, what's good, bro. Like, I know you having, a, you know, if I show up, you ain't having a bet. I mean, you're not having a good day. So I already take that into account. You know, you don't know me. I don't know you. So even if you're getting upset with me, it's not personal. You're just having a bad day. And, uh, you know, so that was always my approach and, you know, it always worked, you know, and I think that it was that was like a big part of the whole um, approach of, you know, me connecting with community before I even you know started the whole social media aspect. You know, it's just me just being me who I am, you know, just caring for the community, caring for people, not really, you know. You know, I just had I always had a, a, a different approach when it came to, you know, just being a police officer in the field. You know, I would definitely do my job, but there's so many times it was just crazy. I've shaken so many people's hands as I'm booking them. Like, hey, you're going to jail. But I was like, hey, bro, you know, I hope everything works out. And, you know, they, no, I appreciate it. You know, like, what's the likelihood of somebody shaking your hand and you're taking them to jail? They're handcuffed. So you take the handcuffs off, they're shaking your hand. You know what I mean? So it's just, that's just always been me from day one. Man. So, all right, let's back up real quick. Did you ever grow up having any bad encounters with the police? And did you have a preconceived notion? about the police before you decided you wanted to join the force because i'll tell you this before you answer your question i did and you know in the black community it's always f the police right mm -hmm. and so um for you to be able to switch that mindset over into uh, uh, and embrace i'm a police this is my job and this is what i'm gonna do um how did that go how did that transition um happen was it smooth or was it was it a rigid transition uh, for me, the transition was at the time I was like, I need, I need to get this going because like I said, the situation that I was in, you know, it was, it was rough. You know what I mean? I, I it really got to the point where, um, I was selling everything that I could to, you know, keep my, you know, keep a roof over my head. You know, I'm so I sold all my shoes. Like I went through the struggle. Like I really went through the struggle. So when I, you know, when I applied for the, you know, the police department, it was okay. I mean, that wouldn't be my first choice as a career and an occupation, but I know I could do it. You know what I mean? And when I got in, it was like, failure is not an option. Like I was like, I'm here, like failure is not an option. I said, I'm gonna figure it out down the line, but right now this is what I need. And it's going to, you know, keep me going. And I, I've definitely had negative interactions with, you know, with, uh, with the police, you know, growing up, things like that, but I never took it personal, you know, and I didn't take it personal because I'm like, I don't even know you. You know what I mean? It's just I look because I, I do understand, like I said, I grew up with a lot of things, you know, um, when I did real estate, you know, learn things about people before that, just growing up, you know, just seeing a lot of things happen on the streets. And I just learned I was always an observer. You know, I was very observant. I would just see how people interacted. And I, I understood like personalities. And I'm like, what's wrong with that dude? You know, it, it, so I never I never created some kind of bias for anybody you know it didn't matter like if it was you know your occupation your you know ethnicity or anything you know it's like i look at your personality and i'm like okay well that person has a different kind of personality trait you know if that person doesn't like certain people well you may not like me but i'm not going to put you in the same category just because you're you know x you know what i mean or you're you do this occupation or you're you know this ethnicity or whatever the case is i never did that so and like i said i'm just so laid back I'm like whatever i didn't do nothing wrong so i ain't tripping you know 
So that, that was that was my tagline when I would uh, be in the field. I'm like, look, bro, if you didn't do nothing wrong, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Let's go figure it out. They were like, all right. That, that's the interesting spark part that you say that because I think, you know, we, we lose uh, sight that police officers are people. <laughs> and you got a lot of folks who are working the jobs. They're trying to do great for the community and they want to get back home at night. There's a lot of hazard to it. Did you ever mm-hmm. think about the hazards after you joined? I know when you joined the police force, it was more of a, OK, I, I need to make sure that I'm, I'm taking care of myself and my family. Mm-hmm. But once you get in there and you see all the things that you actually have to go through on a daily basis, was there ever a point when you're like, OK, this is this is real? Uh, yeah, uh, which is crazy. So the sixth week that I was, it was the fifth or sixth week that I was actually in patrol. So just got the academy and it's like my fifth or sixth week. Uh, we got a bad car accident, like just got, you know, uh, broadsided by some car coming on the freeway, you know, the person they were driving, uh, we're on the cell phone distracting, just slammed right into us. And I'm like, like, oh, my gosh, like I just started and we over here just crazy accident. And I'm like, oh, my. you know, so, you know, the the dangerous state, you know, they talk about, you know, more more police officers get killed in, you know, car accidents than, you know, by gunfire and things like that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm six weeks out, you know, already involved in an accident, you know, and, and you know, thank goodness. Um, I was a passenger. The car hit my side, but it hit the front wheel wheel instead of the door. So, you know, you know, a few inches, you know, further down, it could have done a lot more damage to me. But, um, you know, I still have a scar on my head. I don't know if you can see it. I got a scar right here as a nice little reminder um, of what happened. But, uh, you know, um, and then after that point, like I did understand, like, you know, I said that, you know, there, there are inherent risks with that. But you know, for the most part, I think me being able to talk to people really how to deescalate situations. And I know somebody's upset and I'm like, you're not upset with me. Let me try and talk to you. And I think that my real estate background and just growing up in the streets and stuff like that, like really understood how to, you know, operate and talk to people and not have to, you know, have these, you know, you know, forceful or daily encounters with people in the streets. Man, see, I know Prince gonna have a, have another question after this too, but I gotta ask this question because I grew up in the DMV area, East Coast, Ooh, and I yeah. and I, I I've never seen so many car chases as I have here in California. I'm like, what is like, what is it, what is it about California that every single day I'm watching on the news there's a high speed car chase? I mean, there there's so many. You know what the funny thing is? There's so many that you don't even hear about half of them. I'll tell you that right now. Like half of them don't even make the news. Seriously. And it's, I don't know. Like, I just don't, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, the fact that, you know, people, you know, ever since things went down in like 2020, the whole George Floyd thing and people are just like, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to go out there. Just certain, you know, um, acts of legislation, you know, certain things that have come down. And it's like, well, I'll just get a slap on the wrist. It's okay. Uh, maybe it's something where they're like, well, this is fun. You know, I'm on TV. You know, there's just a lot of things that may play into the situation of, you know, all the car chases. And, you know, and now, you know, really trying to, you know, that I know that, you know, in general, you know, agencies now are taking a stance of really weighing option. You know, that's something that we do when we do our training. You know, it's like a balance option, you know, risk versus reward. Like you, if somebody stole a car, now they're driving down the street going 100 miles an hour and they're approaching the school zone. 
why am I going to chase that car doing that? Because the likelihood of you, you know, and it, it's been happening, you know, cars have been getting hit and innocent, you know, bystanders or drivers are, you know, getting, you know, seriously injured or killed, you know, and you don't, you never want to, you know, you never want that weighing on you after like, dang, maybe if I would have stopped it or if I didn't, you know, it's like, it's just for a stolen vehicle. So there's a lot of things that, you know, come into play and, you know, state to state, everybody has, you know, they, they all have their own, you know, laws and, you know, things that they've, you know, have passed or didn't pass. And, you know, just, it, it, it's tough, but, you know, we, we really have to just roll with, you know, the, the society that we're living in today and, you know, stay within our guidelines of, you know, what is really going to keep the general public safe at the end of the day. Now we really have to start taking into consideration, you know, not just, okay, this person committed a crime, but now we really have to weigh it out. Like, okay, you did that, but, you know, and for me as a supervisor, I, you know, when I was working in the field, I would have to say, okay, hey, this is a stolen vehicle. They're going down the street, you know, going on a one-way street or whatever the case is. Hey, cut it out. Like, let the person go. We can catch them another day. We have a license plate, whatever the case is. It's not worth it, you know, and some people, you know, sometimes, you know, when you're in the field, you know, the adrenaline rushes, you're like, I'm going to get the person. But now, you know, you you really have to sit back and explain, look, fellas, you know, the the situation that we're facing could have been, you know, potentially bad. And I don't want, I don't want you guys to, you know, have that weighing on you, you know, Hey, you know, Oh man, you, you pull up to this, you know, terrible accident. And it's like, dang, if I would have stopped earlier, maybe we wouldn't be looking at the situation. Bad boys, bad boys. What you going to do? That's what, that's what comes into my head. <laughs> I already know. I already when, when know. You, mentioned, you know, that like the police chase, and they're, dr- they're drilling in this rushing, and the cops are like, "I'm gonna get them! I'm gonna get them!" Yes. <laughs> yes. I've been there. I, I've I've been there driving, and I, you know, I, I'm going, you know, I'm going so fast, and I'm like, "Wait a minute!" You know, and, and you know, and but that the good thing for us, we have partners, and my partners are, "Whoa!" He said, "Hey, we we moving," you know. But you know, as a driver, you're so focused on getting that, you know, getting that target and getting the person, and uh, you know, it's there's a lot that comes into play when you're, you know, when you're in there, you know, it's like that, that fight or flight and you have that laser focus on there and your blinders are on. You're just so focused on that. Sometimes you don't, and it happens like you, it's not even sometimes you don't, you don't realize, you know, everything else that's going on, you know, outside of, you know, you trying to chase that car. So you, you started using like your skills of basketball and real estate community to change the perception of how, you know, cops are being seen. You actually active in the community. Tell me how do you, how, how you came up with the idea to start that and start doing the trick shots. Okay. Um, the, the, the funniest, so the whole trick shot thing came about because, which sounds so random, but because my friend sent me a video of my brother out of shape, Literally, you know, like I said, we all grew up playing basketball. He sent me a video of my brother and the video was uh, my brother. He opened the beer bottle with his belly button and he took a sip and he's just going all like this. And he has this big belly. And I'm like, ain't no way. Um, I kid you not. I have the video like I'll show you one of these days. Like it's crazy. And I he sent it to me and it was it was like late December. And I. As soon as I got that video, I called my brother and I said, and he always complained, oh, my knee hurts and this and that, but he's playing basketball. I called him. I said, yeah, I know why your knee hurts. I said, look at your body. You know what I mean? Like, all you do is eat. You know, you're eating all these snacks late night, going to Del Taco and all kind of stuff. 
So I said, we're going to the gym. I'm going to get you a two week pass. I said, if you stick with it for the two weeks, I'll pay for your gym membership for a whole year. So mind you, obviously the mischievous nature that we had growing up. Well, that brother, the one right below me, he's always one who always had the camera. So he always was recording things that we'd be doing the you know funny stuff in front of the camera. So I'm like, hey, record this and we would do it. So the incentive for him was if we're um, when we're done working out, we'll go shoot around. We'll go on the court and we'll go shoot. So now one day, you know, we finished working out, we're leaving and there was a ball rolled up to me. So I threw it at a wall. It bounced off the wall and almost went in. And I was like, yo, I think I can make that, you know, because before we just like shoot half court shots to, to loosen up. Like, oh, man, this is easy. After a while, we're like, man, we got we hit these jumpers, you know. So this was a new challenge for me. And because he was there and he understands like, hey, I gave him my phone. I said, hey, record this real quick. So it took me three tries. I made my first trick shot ever was me throwing the ball off a wall and then going to the basket. And I was like, yo, that was kind of dope. You know what I mean? So over over the course of like the next few months, I would just before I left, I would just try something like we would just start you know, doing trick shots. People look at us crazy like, what are you guys doing? You know, and for me, I was like, it wasn't that difficult. You know, and like the angles and stuff like math was my favorite subject growing up, you know, so I really took a liking to it. Uh, fast forward, um, I took an assignment at work as a recruiter. And so one day I was at one of my recruiting events was at a rec center. They're playing basketball. And I was talking to this kid. And long story short, I ended up saying, OK, watch this. As soon as they're done playing basketball, watch this. So I made a full court uh, backwards shot uh, in two, two attempts. And I'm in full uniform and somebody recorded it. And I was like, hey, can I get the video of it? You know, I was like, that's cool because I'm used to recording the videos, but never in uniform. You know, mind you, I'm just always at the gym and gym attire. So we had a uh, social media page for our recruitment. And so I said, OK, put it up. I was like, that's cool. You know, and our department saw it and they put it out on the Twitter and it blew up crazy. Like that thing, I was getting calls from the East Coast, like, yo, I just saw you on TV and this. And I'm like, what you talking about? Like, what I do? You know, I wasn't even thinking about it. And they sent me the link and I was like, oh, shoot, that is me. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, OK. And uh, I didn't really, you know, I, I at the same time, like I, I was very private with the social media aspect. Like I would just put my videos on there, but I never let anybody know that I was, you know, involved in law enforcement. So I would say maybe like a couple of months later, I said, okay, I was getting a lot of positive response. People knew it was me, you know, they're like, yo, you should do that. And I was like, okay, you know, maybe I'll try it out. And I remember I, the, the first video that I did for myself that I put myself on the page, that video did hundreds of millions of views, you know? And I was like, okay. But then, you know, me, me being a novice with social media, I didn't understand how things worked. And I'm, I'm seeing these videos on, all these other pages and I didn't get any credit for it. Nobody knew. They're like, who is that cop? You know? And I'm like, that's me, you know, but nobody would know, you know what I mean? Cause I, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't know how social media worked. You know, I probably had like a thousand followers or 800 followers or something like that. So I really didn't know at the time, but really getting a positive response, you know, really, you know, gave me uh, the incentive to keep going. You know, it was fun. You know, I'm being me. And, uh, you know, just people started, OK, when it came to basketball and, you know, uh, cops, there people, you know, now it's easily recognizable. Like when they put those two things together, they they automatically think about me, you know, and I, I think it's really cool that, you know, there's you know, there was a video that was posted. I think uh, it was like 
a couple of days ago and you know they t- people just tag me in it because they know that you know they know who it is and i'm like different countries like it's it's all over the place but you know me being relatable you know I, if it's funny i'm gonna do it you know and uh really going back to what you're talking about like the smashing the food you know that was just something one day like i said just me being a cop playing into the stereotype of the donuts i'm like that would be funny so i started doing donut reviews i'm like hey this is a donut i'm like i do have the resume because I won those the donating contest of saying I know what I'm talking about when it comes to donuts, you know what I mean? And uh, one day, one of the, uh, one this guy I follow, he uh, he did he's a bodybuilder. He you know he did a video and they asked like you know he, he did it was funny he had a stack of bread a loaf of bread and he it was like how I get all my calories for the day and he had a loaf of bread he smashed it and he took a bite and I was like oh my gosh so I even hit him up I said you know I'm all about giving people credit when the credit is due you know and I say bro I'm about to do this with some donuts you know and uh, I did one with the donuts and that thing went crazy people were laughing having a good time with it and it just progressed from there and you know and like I said just growing up like I said you you called it Prince um in the house you know we we'd always make these monster sandwiches you know we just all the lunch we'd all the cheeses whatever we could throw in there and we we really like have to smash it down, you know. So this is not something that's you know foreign to me. We've been doing this, you know what I mean? We got this, you know, four by four sandwich like this. We gotta make a fit, We're like ah, you know. So everything, everything that I do, that it's really a product of me, you know, my experiences in life growing up, you know, nothing that I do is really outside the box. You know, I, I think it's um even like connect with community, like. I was a youth mentor before I was even a police officer. You know, I was doing that. I was volunteering at church. I was a youth leader, you know, and so I always had that heart for youth. And it just, you know, when that lane opened up um, at work, you know, it just I, I took it and ran with it, honestly. Man, I'm glad that you mentioned that because you do have a nonprofit. Uh, what's the name mm-hmm. of your nonprofit? It's Trick Shot Cop Cares. Trick Shot, <laughs> Trick Shot Cop Cares. Man. <laughs> Yeah, say that. Say that five times. Man. I can't say it twice. <laughs> I had to think about it. I was like, "All right, all right, all right." It sounds yeah. like you know, Method yeah. Man. Sound much yeah, more like yeah. a rapper. <laughs> but I put, I just put TSC cares. You know, just to simplify it, because just like you said, just TSC cares, and you know, it's it, it's something that you know I'm I'm getting off the ground right now, and you know, currently working on a toy drive, but. You know, it really is. Like I said, I grew up in Pomona and, you know, there's there's a lot of, you know, I grew up with a lot of people who they didn't we didn't have a lot. You know, we always had to, you know, I remember we just, you know, selling candy, whatever we could. You know, there's five kids and my dad, you know, is still, you know, working hard to provide for us and just having to know like we didn't have we always didn't have like the newest and freshest things. But, you know, we grew up just always I mean, garage sales and selling, you know, buying baseball cars, selling baseball cars, just always had the mentality of, you know, doing it the right way. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm not, you know, not going to do something that's going to really gonna get me in trouble. Um, learn my lesson real quick with that. So I said, all right, we got it. We got to do it the right way. So, you know, just to be able to give back, like I do have a heart for community and, and it's, it's always been there. It's been my track record of, you know, just wanting to help people out. And uh, now, you know, I built this platform and, you know, I really said, okay, well, the platform is built. How can I use this to, you know, really, you know, provide resources to the community, especially the youth, because, you know, if the youth aren't sustained, you know, if if the youth are misguided, well, our future is going to be shot. You know what I mean? Because those are the people who are going to be able to sustain us, you know, 
10, 20 years from now. You know what I mean? That's incredible, man. Look, you know, you're doing some incredible things. First, I want to give a shout out to Hazel Ortega and Elbert. Uh, Elbert, what's his last name? Irving. 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 He's kidding. I'm about to say he's kidding to Kyrie Irving, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, but no, I want to give a shout out to to them both because if it wasn't for their event, we would have never met, man. And so uh, you, you had this electrifying um, energy, and mm-hmm. and anytime you would speak to someone, I was like, I need to talk to him because everybody's getting <laughs> jovial whenever they're around him, and you know, you was excited too. You was using all oh, yeah. gestures, emotions. I was like, man, oh, yeah. and so you know, uh, eventually. Um, I, since I was dancing the whole time, <laughs> the night he, was, he was on it. He was, was hype. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. right. You know, we you, ran you, to each no, other. No prince out there getting it. He got his African dance. He out there probably making it. African oh. dance, African suit. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you you had to fit it. You was fitted yeah. up. I'll tell you that. Yes, sir. Hey, Ariel was like, man, I got to talk to you, man. Like, yeah. where you get that fit from, man? That was nice, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. I can get you one too, man. I got you. So, hey, I'm uh, with it. I'll tell you that right now. You're looking <laughs> I got clean. You, man. You're looking real clean. Man, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, everywhere I go, everyone always say the same thing. Anytime when Ray and I, we show up to an event, man, mm-hmm. we always, we, we, we never coordinate what we're wearing, but we always mm-hmm. come, you know, looking like eye candy. Paul, but you know, there you go, there you go. But you know, they like, damn, how? What y'all come up with this outfit? Yeah, no, you know, you you, you bring that, you bring that energy, you fit it up. I mean, you know, just I think, just like you you were saying, I I think that you know, when you're when you're any at an event or at any location, you know, people can feed off your energy. They can feed off of you know, just see who you are as a person, you know, and I think that really plays into like that's just me, you know what I mean? Like I'm always, you know. I want to put smiles on people's face. You know, I'm here to have a good time. You know what I mean? So, um, and, and if I'm not, if I don't look like that, most likely I'm thinking about something. Like, I was like, they were like, you good? And as soon as you, I'm like, oh, my bad. You know, I was thinking about something. Like, my mind is always, you know, thinking about the next thing of, you know, what to do or, you know, uh, you know, just, I'm, I'm full of ideas. You know what I mean? So that's just, that's just me. I'm usually deep in thought when I ain't smiling. Man, it's funny. I, you talk about the energy. I, I can't. I can't let you go without talking about my homeboy, a friend of the show, Sugar Shane Mosley, P Town Finest. Oh and man, that play, dude playing playing basketball against him, man. When the, I only knew him from from boxing and back in the uh-huh. day, we would hang yeah. out in, in Atlanta. We ain't gonna talk about that. But he came and stayed with me in, in Maryland for a while, and. <laughs> We played basketball every day, and, and this dude had the craziest energy. He wasn't good, but no. he would play defense and be running all over the dang on place. You caught it. <laughs> like, you caught it, you caught you, it to a thief. ever just slow down? No, bro, I'm telling you right now, you caught it to a T. I'll go say the exact same thing about when he plays, man. I mean, nonstop, just running all over the place. Just like you said, defense. Like, he was just on you. I'm like, bro, get off of me. He was just on you and hounding you. I'm like, oh, my gosh. But, um, yeah, I mean, that, you know, like, for me, you know, just I'm always, you know, I I take care of myself. I'm always at the gym. Like, you know, people know. Like, if you see me, I'm at the gym, you know. So, um, you know, it's always just take care of myself because, you know, if if I'm worn down, I can't be effective, you know, in any capacity. You know what I mean? So, um. I do take pride of, you know, working out. So that way, when you guys see me doing these crazy videos, first of all, that's maybe once every two weeks when I have a cheat meal. 
You know, people are like, you eat donuts all the time. I'm like, uh, no, I don't. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I keep it real, though. You know, I'm not going to say, you know, people think I do it all the time. I'm like, no, I don't. You know, I, I really, you know, do put an emphasis on, you know, health and fitness and, you know, taking care of myself. So that way, you know, if, if I'm not healthy, I'm not effective in any capacity. You know what I mean? So but I, I do I do believe in balance. You know, I'm not going to, you know, so. I'm going to provide some fun. I'm gonna, hey, we got some good food right here. You know what I mean? So and if it, get, if it ends up getting smashed or whatever the case is, just know I've been doing this since I was a little kid. So <laughs> nothing new. Nothing new. So, so do, you, do you have a new big trick or, 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 or eating challenge that, that you're looking forward to put together? Oh, man, I, shoot. I, I I have a notebook and, uh, uh, you know, and I, I have like the notes on my phone. I have so I got over a thousand ideas in there. You know what I mean? So a lot of times I don't even get to it because, uh, you know, a new thought, you know, a new idea pops up and I'm like, well, I could do this. I could do that. So, um, but now, so I've learned when it happens, I just get, grab my phone. I just throw it in there because just throw it in the vault. So I I have so many, I I do have a food challenge that I want to do very soon though. So, you know, just uh, getting ready for that. Well, you know, you know, uh, McDonald's had that, uh, that that trick shot challenge with uh, Larry Bird, and Michael Jordan back in the day. Oh, yeah. So, like, that might be a good way to get some sponsorship by <laughs> uh, doing a McDonald's challenge with <laughs> with, hey. with another with another cop or something. Right, yeah. right. He ate three Big Macs. He put three Big Macs together and smashed them and ate them. And he's doing trick shot. So, see, hey, there hey. you go. That's a good one. Do a McDonald's, th- th- do the Big Mac smash with the trick shot. Like, you don't have McDonald's calling you, baby. Yeah, hey, there we, we go. Can we get a percentage? Can we get a percentage uh, of it? Let's go. Hey, hey, we just need to be on a sideline reporting, Prince. Right. There we, hey, there we go. That'd be dope. You know what I mean? It <laughs> would be, man. All right, before we close it out, man, I just want to ask you a quick question about. Mm-hmm. You, you you mentioned when you first started on social media, you was at a thousand followers, and now you're at five hundred thousand followers. Mm-hmm. I said five hundred thousand. Yeah. I said when the boy <laughs> got his own money, he got his own money. <laughs> Look, you've been hanging out with celebrities. I saw you hanging out with Shaq, Indo yeah. Champ, um, the big gorilla, the big dancing gorilla guy, <laughs> that, like the shark bite. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Just hanging out with all the celebrities, man. So, like, talk about how that transition was for you. Um, like from 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 the moment you recognize that you are a celebrity and an influencer? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, just, you know, like I said, just, just growing up and, you know, just have like humble beginnings. And, you know, I, I never allowed that to, you know, sometimes I even think I'm like, dang, that's kind of crazy. You know, it's like, I got a lot of followers, whatever the case is, you know, just, I'm like, it doesn't like people put, you know, walk up to me. So I'd be at the gym. They'd be like, Hey bro, I just saw your video. They're like staring at me. And I like, okay, you probably see me on social media or something. They're like, bro, I see you on social media. Right? I had people come up to me angry, like, bro, how can you tell me you're an influencer, or you're IG famous? And also, I'm like, that's not what I do. I don't talk about it, you know? And I like, I know you for like four months at the gym just saying, what's up and stuff. You never even told me. I'm like, I didn't know I was supposed to say anything. You know what I mean? Um, it's just like, for me, I don't, I never, I never walk around as, um, you know, trick shot cop, you know, for me, I walk around as I'm Arius, you know, every day, all day, you know? So if I, you know, if you, if I introduce myself to you, I'm going to say, you know, I'm Arius, you know what I mean? And then just like when I met you, you know, at Prince, you know, it's just like, we're talking and then it's like, we, then we get to talk. It's like, Hey, what do you do? And I say, okay, this is what I do. That's when I'll bring it up. But if, if we just had a conversation, yo, I like your fit. You know, and we just didn't get into that conversation. I'm not going to like, 
before you leave, let me show you who I am. Like, no, that's not me. Like, I don't, I don't operate like that because, you know, I, I've been, you know, I've been around people, you know, like that, you know, before. And, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, I, I just, you know, to me, it's a blessing just to be able to connect with people and, you know, build the network of people that I've, you know, connected with. And, you know, I, I really want to utilize the platform to, you know, inspire others, give back and, you know, really just promote, you know, some kind of usefulness, you know, one way or another, you know, if you could get something, even if it's just a smile for you for the day, you know what I mean? That's one extra smile that, you know, may have changed the, you know, the outlook of the day for you. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm here for. You know, I, I love connecting with people and, you know, just, you know, being an inspiration to people, motivating. And by any way, if it's me smashing a, a, a hamburger, if it's me work, showing a workout video, asking if you worked out today, if it's me making a trick shot. Um, and I, I think the the inspiration behind the trick shots is, you know, I really tell the, you know, the kids or just anybody in general, you know, if I would have given up that first day when I threw the ball at the wall and missed, and I'm like, oh, whatever, I can't make it. You know, if I would have did that, I wouldn't be here right now today, 100%, you know. But, you know, because I didn't give up, you know, my message to everyone is, you know, if you don't give up, then you'll be able to, you know, achieve something. You know, if you do give up, you never know what you'll be capable of. You know, you never know what the possibilities are. Like, you can achieve these things. But it's it, sometimes it may be a grind. Sometimes you may not see the results. But, you know, you plant a seed. How long does it take before you see a sprout? It takes some time. But underneath in that soil, you know, the roots are sprouting. You know what I mean? You start getting some movement and eventually, you know, you, you do see the product of, you know, what you've been doing. I mean, was, was, was that a trick answer? We got to drop the mic on that one, man. That's the close up. Right. <laughs> Like that was oh, awesome. Yeah. Aries, what can people where are you located and where can people find you on social media? Um I'm I'm every like, if you look up Trickshot Cop, you know, um Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. Um, you know, I'm just, you know, and I'm working on, you know, getting all the other, you know, the uh, the TSC cares, Trickshot Cop cares, you know, working on the um, you know, all the you know, online stuff for that right now, the pages and the website and all that. So, you know, I'm really working on those things now because like I said, like for me, that's, that's the, that's the, you know, I see purpose in that, you know, I, I see connection. I see me being able to give back and, you know, really connected with community on that. So um, if you look up trick shot cop, you're going to find me, you know what I mean? And soon you'll be seeing trick shot cop cares, you know, uh, you know, just really doing things in the community and, you know, really getting, getting it out there and just making things happen. For sure. Awesome, awesome. Well, well, thank you for being on and sharing your story, brother. And thank you for being, uh, you know, an amazing guest for our audience. And, uh, you know, we're super happy to have you on here. So, you know, there's only one thing to do. We always close out the show. We say peace. Peace. And power. power. You got to give a lot just to get what you need sometimes, y'all. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. 
With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to electrocast.com and join our community today. Electrocast. Transform your influence. Electrocast. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour. 